0: How's Christmas working for you? Well, that was kind of that was kind of bland. We got some of God's, but listen, the same question in the song "Mary, Don't You Know" could be asked to each and every one of us. Do we know? Oh, brother Doug, but I'm saved. I was saved. I can tell you when I was saved and and uh, who was preaching. I can do, what pew I, I can do all that. And then we get into the Christmas season. And it just seems like sometimes that it's just not what it ought to be. You know, too much hustle and bustle, and we become grinches and get grouchy. And we say, whoa, I wish Christmas would be over. I'm tired of it. Well, let me share something with you. You've been caught up into the world's idea of what Christmas ought to be. You forgot what Christmas is about. It's about a God who loved you and I so much that He sent His Son to die on Calvary. Three great events in the world history. Only three. All them other things are just they just happened. Number one, He was born. Hey, not in a, not in a castle. He was born in a stable for you and me. That's number one. Number two, He was crucified and He shed His blood that you and I might have salvation and have it freely. We've been washed in the blood of of the baby. Number three, He rose again so that we can have eternity in heaven with God. Okay, now, having said that, I want you to put your mind, if you'll stand with us, please, and and turn to Romans chapter 5. And we're going to read about the first five verses. Very important. If you do not have this boxed in your Bible and highlighted, I encourage you to do that. So when life gets to where it's kind of digging in your life, you can go back to it. And I, if you have a pen, I, I've got some words as we go, as we go through these five verses. I want you to underline. And it says in Romans chapter five, verse one: Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only so. But we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulations worketh patience, uh, patience. And patience, experience, and that word experience there means character. And experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed, around, uh, brought in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Lord, thank you for the reading of your word. And we praise you, Lord, for this opportunity. We praise you, Lord that your will be done in this service. Not my will, not anybody else, but your will be done in this service today, Lord. We want you to have the honor and the glory because Christmas season is about you, that you cared enough to come to die. And Lord, we praise you for that. Help us to understand what we have as your children. For we ask in your blessed and precious name, amen. You may be seated. Here's... The first one of the first words in there is justified. It means that I've been declared okay. I'm not a sinner anymore. Now, I may do some things that I sin, but I've been justified. In other words, I can stand in the presence of the living God. Now, you and I who are Christians, we know we're going to go to heaven. And we know that that God is going to, it's going, it's going to be a glorious place. But we ain't got there yet. And we're living in this world, especially God's children uh, uh, who are members of the church, we, we look so defeated sometimes, so down, so miserable, so no joy in our heart. Man, there ought to be, there ought to be joy in our hearts at, at this time of the year especially. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to take in your mind the word justified. I want you to remember, take in your, in your mind that you're going to make it to heaven. I want you to put it aside this morning. Just Don't lose it, but just put it aside this morning. And I want us to put into our minds those things that a child of God has. Well, Brother Doug, it's all going to get better when I get to heaven. I'm going to share something with you, okay? It ought to be all better right now. Life life ought to mean something. You know, I'm excited about life. I ain't quitting. I ain't giving up. I ain't going back. I'm not doing any of those things. Because you know, I know what God has for me in Christ Jesus or God. Through Christ Jesus is is the word that He uses. In other words, everything that Jesus has surrounds us. It's a part of who we are. We're His children. And God wants us to experience that. So, put the heaven part out of your mind this morning. I want you to see what God has given you. You didn't have to pay for it. God gave it through His Son, Jesus Christ. I want you to see what, what you have at Christmas. We have presents that God has given us. And you know what? We don't open them up. I mean, they're already there. They're already in our life. The Holy Spirit has brought them into our life. They're laying there, and the package ain't been uh, opened up. And we go through life miserable, and God's screaming in our ears, Open the package, Brother Doug. Experience what I have for your life. Don't go through life downtrodden and beat down and listen to the devil's lies. Understand who you are and what I've given you through my Son, Christ Jesus. Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, I want to read that. It says, Thanks be unto God for His unspeakable gift. The, the word unspeakable is written nowhere else in the New Testament. Just there. You know what? This great, this great preacher, a missionary called Paul, couldn't even put into his mind the wonder of the gift that God had given to him. So he just says, unspeakable. I can't can't come up with a a verb or a noun that will satisfy what I feel like. Is that my outlook on life? Do I see Jesus that way in my life? So let's let's start with verse 1. Underline the word peace. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have it. We have it. We have it. It belongs to us. Doug, brother Doug, has peace. And if I'm experiencing in my life that I don't feel that, because listen to me this morning. This is very important. Okay? Peace is not a feeling. If that's the only peace I have, before I get home today, or after I get home, or sometime tomorrow, my life's going to be turned upside down because that feeling's not there anymore. That's what a lot of people can't understand about marriage. Marriage is not based on feelings. She fixed me biscuits yesterday, but I was wanting cornbread today. So, (laughs) my feelings are hurt. She didn't tell me how much that she loved me. Today, So my feelings are hurt. Peace of God is based on a fact. I know that belongs to me. So at Christmas time, if you're unpeaceful at this time of the year, that's on you. Because God has already put it into your heart, the peace, His peace not the world's peace. It's a peace with God that is the fruit of one, oneness. I'm going to share something with you. If you don't have God's peace in your life, life, you won't feel God's closeness and God's touch in your life. And that's important for our life. We move from darkness to light. Don't let don't let Satan tell you that uh uh you You're a loser. I might have had to listen to that while I was walking in the darkness, but I'm going to tell you something. The Holy Holy Spirit's turned on the light. So the first gift that we open up in in our life is the promise of God. It belongs to us. Now, I don't have to open it up. I can leave it closed. And God says, well, Brother Doug, here's what's going to happen. Now, as we go through this this morning, I'm going to try to get through as quick as I can. As we go through this this morning, if I don't have the first step, I'm not even saved. Okay? Oh, so, oh, 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 now, Brother Doug, that ain't you. Yeah. yeah, it is. Because the day we are saved, we receive peace the peace of God, and peace with God. The second one we want to talk about this morning is found in in, in verse 2, and the word is access. By whom also we have access. Access is entrance. Access means uh, approach. Access means liberty. Access means freedom. And so... The next next gift that I need to open up, I need to understand something. I have access to who? God. The world's going to dump on you. The world's going to lie to you. The world's going to treat you uh, like you're a nobody. The world's going to do all those stuff. And, brother, if I ain't got something that I can come to and talk to about it, it's God, it's a relationship that you and I have with God that nobody else experiences but me and the Father. It's intimate. I'm in love with my Father, and my Father's in love with His Son. And I can that interest is there. I can go anytime I want to and talk to God. Now, I want to say this right because I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. So many times, we as pastors, we have to answer questions to to God's people that they already ought to know the answer. You hear me? They ought to know because they should have been with Jesus and talking with Him because the only thing that keeps you and I out of the presence of God because I hadn't opened the gift that God has given me. I've left it in the box, and my life is not what what it ought should be. Access is interest to the King through the favor of another. And I want you to see another word in that, underline it. And the word is stand. In the grace wherein we stand. In other words, I can stand without guilt and shame. In In my life as a child of God. I can I have confidence, I have honor, I have dignity. I'm not some uh, backwoods redneck whatever that God don't want to talk to, okay? Because when he looks at me, he sees he sees the blood uh, blood of his son in my life and he wants to talk to me and I can walk up to the gates of heaven and speak to God and God's going to say, "Come on in, because I want to honor you. You have dignity. You're important to me. And, Brother Doug, the only reason you don't have answers to prayers or to the situations is because you don't spend time with me. You ain't open the gift. I can stand like a soldier waiting on the orders from the commander. And sometimes God will tell me, Brother Doug, you need to realize who you are and you need to suck it up. I didn't promise you all the, all the stuffs of this world. I don't know what you're wanting for Christmas, but if you don't get it, you need to suck it up. <laughs> Be, because you already have God's peace and the access to the living God. And then the third thing is hope. It's found in that same verse, uh, uh, verse uh, 3. And rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Woo, now we're talking. The next gift, it's called hope. And guess what? I get to rejoice in it. Christians, don't walk in this church with a big frown on your face. I mean, if you've got to argue with mama, take care of it out there and get it over with and come in with a smile on your face, even though you probably lost the battle. (laughs) Because it's going to get better. Why? Because I can rejoice in the hope that I have as as a child of God. And hope is not a feeling. It's a confident expectation. It's not some wishful thinking that... Oh, I hope this is going to happen. And, and uh, Christian, let me share something with you. If you and I don't have the hope of God in our life, our life loses its meaning. Because that's a gift that God has given you and I. Have you opened it up? It's an inward possession that is based on the presence of the Holy Spirit of God in our life. Now, if you don't have any hope, and you feel like uh, things are not going the way you ought to, let me share something with you. That's the devil's lie. Listen, how how in the world can I complain? I was born, uh, uh, my parents didn't have a whole lot. Me and Ellis fought for what we got, educated ourselves the best we could. And I'm going to walk one of these days down on the streets of gold. You know why I am? Because I have a hope that the Holy Spirit brings to my... You can tell me all you want to about uh, uh, this is what's going to happen and that's what's going to happen. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen in my life. I'm going to have God walking with me every step I make and I'm going to have the Savior come and get me when I die, and I'm going to go to heaven, and I'm going to stay with the Father for eternity. That's my hope. Now we're going to get to the character part. And you see a word in in verse uh, 3, I think it is, it's tribulations. Surely not, God. I'm not going to have to have no tribulations, not as a Christian. Man, they told me when I was saved, everything was going to change. I don't know who y'all talk to, because Jesus promised them. He didn't say, if you have tribulations. He said, when you have tribulations. Tribulations are a gift of God. Brother Doug, don't start that. Yes, it is. Tribulations is a gift of God because God's going to build our character whether we want Him to or not. He's going to build our character. And the day that we die and we go to be with the Father, we won't be the same person we were when we started out. Okay? Now, so let's open the box, God. I want you to build my character. I want you to, I want you to show me what I need to do as your child, because I want to walk closer to you, and I want to ex- experience you in 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 my life. Look at verse four, three and four. Let's read them. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations. Now, now we're rejoicing in hope and we're glorying in, in, uh, in God in verse 2, now we're uh, glorying in tribulations also, knowing the word knowing is a fact. It's not a maybe. Okay? And tribulation worketh patience. And patience, experience, and experience, hope. Character, or the word experience, character, Means character that has been proven in our life. You know why God does that? So we won't stay lazy. Now I, I'm going to speak about myself because before I started to preach, I was a church. You know, I was I wasn't a preacher then. But I was, so I'm going to use me for an example. I used to go to church. I depended on the Sunday school teacher to teach me. I depended on the preacher to bring me the Word. I need, I wanted somebody to pray with me. I stayed the same I was. The world's rolling me up because the devil ain't going to let you stay. If you're a child of God, you've been saved. Now, he's going to put the pressure on. All that stuff's going on, and I finally realized it ain't about the preacher, and it ain't about the Sunday school teacher, and it ain't about all them people I asked to pray for me. It's time for Brother Doug to experience some things in God. And so when I started... to uh, uh, things started happening, and I started experiencing them tribulations, I had a question mark. Now, that's, that was back then. Now I'm nearly 70 years old. Guess what? I got some character. Okay? I listened to a song the other night. I had to write it down because I couldn't sing because I'd mess my message up if I tried to sing it. Andre Crouch wrote a song, Through It All. You know that song? Part of it says this. I thank Him for the mountains, and I thank Him for the valleys. I thank Him for the times He brought me through. If I had never had a problem, I would never know how God could solve (laughs) them. I'd never know what faith in God can do. Through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus through it all, I've learned to trust in God, and through it all, I've learned to depend on the Word of God. Character. Have you got some? If I look around our church, I see a lot of people has got character. <laughs> Maybe that's the reason our church, our church is growing like it should. Now, verse verse 5, we're going to close with the last one. And hope maketh not ashamed. In other words, don't let anybody tell you, try to put you down who you are as a child of God. Don't be ashamed of Jesus. It says, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. So the last one. It's the one in the gold box. It's the one it's all about. It's the one that God gave you and I. And it's the one that God wants us to share with somebody else. Can I be frank this morning? If you feel like that you're not loved, then probably what has happened is you hadn't shared God's love. Because a person who reaches out in love, wanting nothing, expecting nothing, hoping for nothing to somebody else's life and shows it, they'll always experience the love. And if I don't have that, it's because I haven't opened up the box that God's put in my life he wants me to experience his love he wants to, us he wants me to experience him that's who god is that's who god is the word given in the last part of that verse means it's a verb it means to grant to impart to put into you and i as God's children already have everything we need. Now, Christian, if you're not experiencing that in your life, and you're missing Christmas, it's because you haven't opened up the gifts that God has given you. See, it amazes me. If God would have said, Brother Doug, if you accept my son, you'll get to go to heaven. That'd have been great, wouldn't it? But he didn't do that. He said, If you experience my son, from that time till you reach eternity, you're in the presence of my son. In other words, Christians, you and I become the sons and daughters of the living God, who is input in us the gifts. Every one of these gifts that we talked about this morning didn't come from these worlds. They come from the throne of God's grace. And he said, but he, I'm going to paraphrase here. He's saying, Brother Doug, I don't want you just to make it to heaven. I want you to make it to heaven, standing on your spiritual feet, defying the, 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 the devil, and realizing who you are, who you belong to, and, and where you're going. And I want to give you the strength to be able to fight the fight of faith. And here they are. And God says they're yours. Have you opened them? Do they belong to you? They do. It's Christian them coming this morning. That. I don't know where you're at. Sometimes people say, Brother "Brother George, you just stepped all over my toes. We don't know what's going on in people's lives unless they tell us. We just preach what God has given us. If you're in this service and lost today, God has a gift, a starting gift, and it's called His Son. If you're a child of God and you're in this service this morning and and, and Christmas has got you in the blues, you need to come to God's altar and say, God, the gift's under my tree this year because I'm tired of always losing and never winning and wanting to blame it on somebody else. Now, I'm going to close with this thought. I believe this. Some people may not. I believe this. I believe that I'm responsible for me. I'm responsible for me. And I'm going to try to treat me pretty good. And when I discovered the gifts that God had given me, I took them. I opened them. And I fell in God, in love with God even more. Will you come? Whatever God's asking you to do, that's what we ask you. Nothing else, nothing more. As we sing. I'll I'll ask you to bow your heads right now. I want to give you an opportunity to talk to the Father. I feel like there's somebody in the service this morning that needs to make a decision for Him. I feel like that God is speaking to the hearts of His people. And He's saying, "Do you, You want to discover what Christmas is all about. It's not about the things. It's about a Savior who who was born in a stable. The first smell that came through his nostrils was a sheep and goats and horses. Maybe pigs and chickens. Because the world had no room in the end for him. Don't you leave here this morning and tell God, I don't have no room in the end for you. Tell him you want to experience him in a new and greater way. As we sing a couple stanzas, and we're going to close the invitation.